Downtown Kaitaia, right next door to a trendy cafe, is He Korowai Trust, run by Ricky Halton. Ricky is nominated in this year's Kiwi Bank New Zealand Local Hero Awards for his services to the community. He's helped poverty-stricken families move into better housing and implemented programs towards better social and health outcomes. We're sitting down in the cafe courtyard. The cafe is also owned by the Trust. And over a cup of coffee, Ricky shares his story. Why he moved to the Northland 17 years ago, his weekly commute from Auckland to Kaitaia, the initiatives he's achieved so far, and upcoming projects. How's the sound? Is the sound coming through good? Got a good reading on our sound? Yep. Can't wait. Social housing is high on Ricky's agenda. In the Whare Ora scheme, families pay $250 a week. They're provided with meat and produce and get to own the home after 15 years. It's a plan that comes with a set of strict guidelines, all adhering to the Trust's mission statement, developing Tinoranga Tiratanga. More recently, the Trust have built small emergency housing cabins. This is where we'd put the maybe a, a, a little table to have a barbecue outside and it's got a covered roof uh, protect you from the weather, all season weather and underneath this deck there's a big bladder and that's where the water tank goes so all the water is caught uh, in the bladder 5,000 litre tank, eh? Not bad. I don't mind, come and have a look at the, come and have a look at the old fellas room. So this is the other part of the cabinet so it's a uh, Single bed for dad, or maybe a queen bed for mum and dad. And then there's a standalone shower and toilet over there. I'm Justine Murray. This week we continue our series, Te Tai Tokero Stories. I'm with Ricky Halton, CEO of Hekorawai Trust, whose energy and tireless efforts for bringing about social change to the people of the far north is unparalleled. I've been doing this all my life. I've, I've dedicated my life, and I've been so grateful that um, that my uh, that my wife has allowed me the opportunity to do what I love doing. I was institutionalised as a very young man, and I always um, I always believed that if ever I got the chance to to help somebody, or if ever I got the chance to make a, a difference, I would. And I've committed my whole life to doing that. He's a man of several missions, having established the Whare Ora Affordable Housing Scheme, Emergency Accommodation, and this year he'll launch a Māori Trade Training Academy. Ricky knows a thing or two about enterprise. The Trust borrowed $500,000 to purchase the old McDonald's car park, the site of their emergency housing cabins. He Korowai Trust is a one-stop shop for wraparound services. We've uh, set up, uh, we've turned the old hotel, it's 35 beds. We've turned it into an um, emergency accommodation. 
five units there, so we've got all the women upstairs and we've got five, um, another four units where we can put um, specialist sort of cohort groups together, like uh, those with mental health and men and young men, elderly kaumata. We've got, currently we've got seven kaumata who are under the age of 70. Are there beds uh, for um, addiction? Uh, we, we have a lot of people here grappling with addiction. And um, then we also have a, um, a business up here. We have a community cafe. We have Dr Sullivan here. And we, as I say, we have budgeting to Punikokiria here. Uh, so it's a real a little uh, community business hub. So just down uh, the end, um, there's some uh, cabins. And the cabins, uh, we've built those cabins. We're not uh, funded for that program. But that's um, a program that our community asked us to provide and so instead of uh, and when there's family disruption or dysfunction or family violence instead of the man being locked up and going to NAFA and losing his job and mum going to refuge and the kids and them being taken from their beds we take the men bring them here they come and live with us they carry on going to work and then about two weeks later when the heat's gone out of it, we get them together. A That's an alternative to, to, to prison yeah, sort of thing. To diffuse there. situations, uh, yeah. I mean, if, when, the, when our young men go to prison, they come home, they've got nothing to take back into the relationship. They've got no job. They've got no nothing. So this way here, um, and I can tell you that 99% of the, the family disruption, family disintegration, it's all all finance-related. You know, families are struggling. Uh, so we can help them here. We've got budgeting. We've got specialist counsellors. We've got addictions. Uh, we've got um, Lance O'Sullivan, a doctor next door. So we all um, come here, uh, centralised ourselves to support the families. The Mukul Foundation is a non-profitable charitable trust founded by Dr Lance O'Sullivan, who is also the chair. Their mission is to empower communities through a range of health and leadership initiatives. Every Friday, Ricky heads back to Auckland to his whānau. For most of the week, he is in Kaitaia. The trust have set up a youth academy. It supports restorative justice. He writes letters or makes calls to his vast contacts in order to get things up and running in the Northland. Ricky is relentless in his desire to change people's lives for the better. So I came, I came home. I came home when my mum died. Uh, and your mum was from? For about, for about, she was from here. Yeah. My mum was from here. Um, my dad was an Englishman, fought with the Māori Battalion. Fell in love with my mum. I was going to come home for a few months, for three months, and get my mum's passing out of my system. But that was 17 years ago. So every weekend I go home normally. That's why I love my job so much, because I've, um, I've looked for a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance. And so I... I I know housing. We've got a housing site up the road there where we've uh, bought 50 acres of land and we've turned it from European land into Māori land. Um, we've got a school there now. We've got 17 adults and 43 children there. We're in the process of um, putting another 10 homes on there uh, next uh, two or three months. But they're home ownership homes and therefore families living in some of the most horrible living conditions. They're living in buses, cow sheds, lean-tos, condemned houses. So this is a chance for them to go and live in a fully refurbished home. The houses have been relocated from Auckland. Mm-hmm. They were uh, 
they were houses that were destined to be landfilled, but they were houses um, our our tupuna went and lived in as part of the urban drift in the 50s and the 60s, and I'm so... I'm sure they will be too. I'm so thrilled that those houses, instead of being crushed and landfilled, are now coming back home to serve their mukapuna and being relocated and reconditioned for their mukapuna. So we're bringing them up, uh, and um, the houses are no deposit. Uh, They come with meat, milk, eggs, fruit, veggies, early childhood, medical care, budgeting, parenting, coaching... They're two hundred. Yeah, they're two hundred and fifty dollars a week, and you own them in seventeen years. We own the land. We give them a license to occupy. Uh, we own the land because we want to have some control over what happens. The houses are drug, alcohol, and violence free. So, um, how that's monitored is that if they're convicted in the local court or any court for a drug, alcohol, or violence offence that took place in their home, then. Uh, we cash the house up and we put another needy family in there. That's how that works. Yeah, and so uh, 10 more are about to make their yeah, way yeah, onto so the... Yeah, so it's a chance uh, it's a chance for these families uh, to hop on the bottom rung of home ownership yep. and get on with their lives uh, without um, outside interference. We've um, built a couple of show homes out the back here for, for these uh, families... Uh, that will come from emergency accommodation, that they can relocate back onto their ancestral land. The houses don't need uh, building permits, got solar power, they're totally off the grid. Yeah, so we're excited about that. We're setting up a Māori Trade Training Academy. Um, They're going to put these cabins in these shows, these homes uh, and cabins, they're going to pump them out like McDonald's pumps out burgers, you know? (laughs) And put them where? Put them back, move these families that are in this in this emergency accommodation, relocate them back onto their oh, own whenua. Right, gotcha. Reconnect their umbilical cord back to their whenua, back to their natural supports, their whānau, their future, so that they can get on with their lives. And so down the back there we have the emergency housing, yeah? Yeah, so right at the very back we've, there's McDonald's. And we had to spend a $500,000 from the bank because we needed 13 car parks. Um, and so the council uh, bylaws insisted that we go and spend $500,000 that we didn't have to go and uh, uh, get 13 car parks. So uh, in there we've uh, teamed up with the Solomon Group and uh, Fulton Hogan. And there's 50 jobs. Uh, Solomon Group are training 50 young people earn as you learn work program so they will go down to Auckland um, they'll do their uh, theory here the Solomon group have uh, purchased a house in South Auckland so the students will go down uh, they will stay in the house there for up to uh, 12 weeks and then uh, while they're doing that there they'll got a full time job with Fulton Hogan Ricky takes me on a tour of the emergency housing cabins so how about you? come and have a look okay so this is uh, typically uh, what one of the cabins uh, look like. Um, um, we can either have a, a double, a, well, a king-size bed in this case, or a couple of sets of bunks for the mokos. Uh They're totally off the grid, so they've got solar power, they've got water, toilets, and they're designed, you don't need council permits for them. And so the hope is, is that we can... Uh, move our families from their cars into the emergency accommodation, then back onto their ancestral land. This is where we would um, this is where we'd put the 
maybe a, a, a little table to have a barbecue outside and it's got a covered roof uh, protect you from the weather, all season weather and underneath this deck there's a big bladder and that's where the water tank goes so all the water is caught uh, in the bladder 5,000 litre tank, eh? Not bad. Hello mate, come and have a look at the come and have a look at the old fellas room. So this is the other part of the cabinet, so it's a single bed for dad or maybe a queen bed for mum and dad. And then there's a standalone shower and toilet over there. Aside from creating programs that bring about positive change, Ricky says the drug methamphetamine has found its way to the far north and the problem is getting worse. What I see uh, and how it presents itself across the other side of my desk on a daily basis. There's only three places a lot of our young men in particular who have uh, become the victims of uh, P. They end up in hospital. They're ending up in prison, and they're ending up in our cemeteries. It's destroying lives. It's causing uh, families to huge fun of disruption and disintegration. But um, it is a drug that has now reached um, our community in a very real way. So uh, the socioeconomic makeup of our community is uh, up to 85% of our communities on some form of benefit. 37% a single parent. The average income up here is $21,000 a year. And so it has found its way into the most hardest to reach families and the most uh, uh, seriously de socio and economically deprived whānau in our community. It's no secret that the uh, biggest pee hall was last year uh, off 90 Mile Beach. In June of 2016, police seized nearly 500 kilos of methamphetamine worth around $450 million. It's understood to be the largest drug haul in New Zealand's history. Three men were arrested and charged with supplying and importing the drug, commonly known as P. A lot of the support services uh, uh, in our community have downsized. So now they're inaccessible, so they've uh, regionalised or centralised into uh, centres like uh, Whangarei and Kaitai. So in terms of reaching out for help, all the help services in the far north are on overload. Our community's in crisis and uh, above all, we need a hand. Yeah. What do you need when you say you need a hand? I guess we're not proud to be amongst the poorest people uh, in such a beautiful, prosperous land that was bequeathed to us by our tūpuna. In fact, if they came back today, they would probably say to us, what the heck have you done? We left you the most pristine rivers. We left you a land uh, that was free of disease. And so... Um, they would be deeply offended if they came back today and saw the socio-economic struggles and the cultural realities of where we are as young Māori today. Um, so, yeah, so 75% uh, uh, of all Māori is under the age of 35. Very, very young population. 
and um, our solutions are not going to come out of that hole in the wall up the middle of Kaitaia. They're not going to come out of Wellington, but nor should they. Our solutions are going to come from ourselves. P is a very scourge, P. P also stands for poverty. It also stands for politics. It also stands for prejudice. It also stands for bureaucracy. <laughs> That's a good word, bureaucracy. And so it's that sort of uh, prejudicial bureaucracy and prejudice that affects our people back here, back here uh, at the grassroots of the far north. I can tell you now that a $300,000 mortgage in Auckland, you'll get $175 accommodation support for a $300,000 mortgage in Kaitaia. You get $40 for a $300,000 mortgage. Yes, yeah, so we're treated different in the far north. The most highly deprived socio-economic uh, uh, people. We have 175,000 hectares of undeveloped Māori land up here. We've set up this trust to kickstart economic prosperity, to turn hopelessness into hope, and uh, to get behind our families. And um, we've come some way. We've still got a long way to go yet. But uh, we're on the right pathway, we believe. 70, 75% of all the services that we provide are not funded. And so we have to provide a lot of the funds ourselves at the time. So 75% of what you do is is purely on your own back. So Yeah, yeah. So 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 um so I've written to people, I write to people every day. I sit in my office. I I, I live in fear. I'm, I get scared. I mean uh I love I love my job. I'm grateful for my job. But I I'm, I'm no different to these uh families that come here. Uh they're scared of where their next kai is coming from, of where uh they and their family can bed down for the night and um, and so um, I spend um, I spend all my time uh, writing to people asking for help I write to people you know Bill Gates I write overseas I, I ask anybody for help and you know if you fellas can hear my voice come and give me a hand please <laughs> come and give me a hand come yeah. and come and um, and roll your sleeves up and and come and lend a hand for us there. We're, we're not that proud to say that we know it all because we don't. Um, um, we're trying, you know, like the song says, we're doing the best that we can. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, uh, so we, we, we live in the hope and the self-belief that we can um, drive ourselves out of this, uh, this sort of economic um, pothole that we're in. It's not, a, it's not a government problem. I don't see it as a police problem. I don't see it as a Māori problem. I don't see it as anyone's problem, but it's all of our problem. And so we all must, uh, we all must chip in and lend a hand and help wherever we can. I have a dream, uh, and I have a dream that, um, you know, with uh, the next generation babies, that that we can use our resources, that we can use our skill, uh, 
that we can use our relationships to kickstart economic prosperity for ourselves and our and our babies. Leadership is going to play a very key role. Strong, supportive leadership. Um, some of the behaviours that our young people have, they're learned behaviours. But just like they've been learned, they can be unlearned. But it's going to take uh, uh, some very, very um, strong parenting support, some superhero leadership, the willingness to share what we have. Uh, you know, we, we as Māori, we use different measuring sticks, and we've got to stay to our tikanga, stay to our beliefs. I mean, uh, non-Māori, for example, mainstream, they measure you by what you've got in the bank. That's what everybody says to me when they come through here, and they say, how much you got in the bank? Whereas that's not how I want to be remembered mm. or measured. I want to be measured by what we traditionally do, and we measure it as Māori uh, by what we've given away. Um, and, and how many families you've helped? And how many families we've helped on, on, the, on the belief of, you know, what my mother always said to me, son, if ever you get a station in life that gives you an opportunity to get ahead, you always be good to people on the way up. And I said, why is that, Mum? She said, oh, because you'll pass them on the way down. That's all right. <laughs> Some very, very good real values, you know. And I, I would like, uh, I love my job. I'm grateful for my job. These families that come in here, I wash their feet. I love them. I feed them. I'll care for them. I'll do anything for them in the self-belief that uh, life being the way it is in a heartbeat, my life could change. In the hope and the self-belief that if ever I need to be supported and helped, that somebody will say, I remember you. I hope that one day in the future, uh, my mukapuna and my children, uh, somebody will say, you know, your papa, uh, he helped my parents and maybe I can help you. This year, the Trust will launch its Māori Trade Training Scheme. We will be opening the Māori Trade Training Academy, uh, which will have initially four cohorts, two uh, carpentry and building um, programs and two painting and decorating uh, um, programs. It's designed specifically around Waitangi Day as part of our mission of developing Tinoranga Tiratanga. Not bad, eh? Our mission, the Trust mission, is developing Tinoranga Tiratanga. And by that we mean uh, assisting families to reach their full potential, however they see it. Our strategy to achieve our mission is to provide ordinary services, but in an extraordinary way. No, my haramai tēnei tari, te tari o he korowai trust. Ngā mihi, ngā mihi, ngā mihi, ko wiki hautanga hau, no te pātū, nuhu ana i te kainga i te pātū, nā te kahu, nā reira tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, kia ora hui mana tātou. Kia ora, Ricky Houghton, CEO of He Korowai Trust, Kaitaia.